Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How are we doing, gentlemen? How's it going? Yes. Where are we energy. at? Where, where, energy. Give me some energy. Where are we at now? We must be fucking 46, 47. 47. Living the dream, lads. Not belong to we're owners bat up, will it? The old half century mm. at Lord. Yes. Job yes. done. Manchester this week. Yeah. Very lovely impressed city. as well, by the way. Well Sandinista done you. Manchester in the centre of town. It's a lovely setting. It is. Well done you. It's like uh, yeah, fucking well done. Because you've you've sourced the uh, you've sourced the location. Gap. Yeah. Very good. When we were driving into Manchester, me and Brownlee today, I was just thinking of the uh, the, the first the first gaff that we did yeah. it in with the clinking bottles and all that and it was reminiscent time weren't it yeah here we are 18 months later 45 shows 46 whatever 46 we are shows. still a shambles still a shambles shows in. But a new location new location fine selection of gin very peaky blinders it is but appreciate it having us best thing is uh, 10, 10 pound chicken wings un- unlimited so that was that, that was the booking Requirement. So we say. Apparently, what, so what you're saying is the reason that we're here is the chicken wings. Oh, first phone call. Have you got the uh, room available? We've got uh, the ten pound unlimited chicken wings. So yeah, we're down. We're down. No problem. How's the acoustic? Don't matter about the acoustics. <laughs> yeah, Forget the acoustics. Don't matter what it sounds like. We'll make it work. But when this uh, when this gets released, I will be. Comatosed in bed in Krakow on the back of a two-day bender. Yeah. I tell you what, now the the big the clincher it will be because we don't know who's who's in whose room. That's all on the that's all on the hotel. So because I tell you now, I will not be happy if I'm sleeping with that man. That's, John, I don't mind sleeping with you, mate. No, I don't. I don't know what the problem is. You are. I, I don't mind. All I'm chastity to, belt for him. I tell you, all you need to do, right? All you need to do is fetch some Vicks. That's the last thing you want. A bit of burn. No. A bit of lube. Fetch some Vicks, right? And just put it on your top lip before you go to sleep. And then it doesn't matter what smells come out. As soon as you're breathing, all you can smell is Vicks. That's my fucking... That's my tip for you. It's not so much the smell, it's the the sight of you walking to the toilet naked in the morning. (laughs) Semi-erect. half (laughs) mast. That's that's what I've got the issue with. (laughs) Kevin Campbell. This week. Mm. Are we in danger of becoming a serious podcast? I'm not sure we're not. No, don't be daft. I'm serious about, in what way? I'm, the guests that we get, the guests that we're getting on. You're in this higher caliber. Well, obviously, Kev's won European championships. Played for one of the top, either the 
probably not. They're probably not the top four now, or are they? One of the top four played at Everton in their fucking better years, I would say. I think the, the thing that gets me, people associate us as a not like a non-league, lower league podcast, but we've had some fucking big hitters, by the way. Huh. Let, we? let me just Google. <laughs> let me just fucking have a look at this here. Because I think it's a very unfair assumption as well. I don't think I don't think it's on. Bruce Grobelar won European Cup. Dominic Matteo played in the semi-final of the Champions League, played in the Premier League most of his career. David Thompson played for Liverpool. Mm. Help me out, lads. <laughs> Who else we had on? <laughs> Crosley. Mark, Cro- Mark Crosley. Grant Holt, Premiership footballer. Dunny. David, David Dunn. Dunn. David Dunn. Come on, give it. We've had fucking England internationals on. Yeah. And people say we're a non-league football podcast. And we're not discriminating against the league because we've had some shite on. Ryan Cresswell. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking crap at football. We were a fucking great podcast, yeah. bless him, weren't he? Unless they're saying that they, appre- they appreciate the lower league ones more. Because the Cressy one went down unbelievably well. But I don't think... I don't one of my favourites, mm. I must add. Yeah? Is that because... The most honest podcast I think we've done. Yeah. Is that, is that because you were here? I was there, you dick. Were you? <laughs> Did you wear a Cressy? Fuck me. Were you at Cressy? Yeah. <laughs> you must not have been right fucking memorable. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I want, I want to say we were a lower league podcast because we were... A lot of them have been championship players minimum, haven't they? Yeah. Kevin Campbell, the, the, the most goals scored by a player without receiving an England cap. Most Premier League goals. Yeah. See. He's played with some characters now, by the way. Mm. You've got your Adams, Merson and that. Should we get him in then? Yeah. Let's get him in. It's a bit of a risk, Kev, because we none of us know him, do we? None of us know yeah. him. We're not sure what he's going to be like. A little bit like Paul Beasley. We're just taking like Thompson. A... None yeah, of us knew Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, we're just taking this chance. Grobbler, we didn't know fucking No, Grobbler. to be fair though, nobody's let us down yet, have they? Everyone we've had on that we haven't knew has been an absolute cracker. Yeah. Should we get him in then? Come on, Kev. Just me? Just you, mate. I'm going on strike after your nickname. I don't rant last week. <laughs> I don't know if he's turned up, has he? No, he's here. Looks, Rambo! Uh... <laughs> yeah, we'll get him in. Come on, Kev, thank you. Kevin Campbell, you're all right, mate? Um, excellent, thanks. Thanks for coming on, mate. No, you're, you're, listen, I listen to you guys all the time, so I was really looking forward to this, man. I'll tell you. <laughs> honoured, haven't we? We, we turned, yeah. mate, we, we, we turned the screw, haven't we? We're honoured, man. <laughs> hey, I, thought you, I thought you were taking the piss. No, you? seriously, no, serious. Love the crack you That's guys weird. have with the boys, and uh, thanks for having me on. No, thanks for Pleasure. coming. No, man, what you guys do, listen, it's, uh, a lot of people love, love it. And, uh, oh, and a lot of ex-players as well, because... The, that's the only thing you miss as an ex-pro, don't you? You miss the banter. You miss that banter in the dressing room and stuff Getting like that. Getting paid as well. Is, you, you, you miss payday as well. Well, but. payday, <laughs> look, payday's payday. <laughs> but, you know, 
actually that banter with the lads is is that's yeah, so it's... important, you know, for 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 players. Yeah, we spoke about it before, haven't we? It's a massive thing in a dressing room, massive thing, and I'm underrated. People who, who are not in football probably don't realise what it's actually yeah. like. That yeah. sort of half nine till half ten before you start training, half twelve till half one when you have your dinner and that. That's the fucking best bit yeah. about it. Yeah, the that football bit. Training right? got in the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> training got in the way. To that's me, some, that's some dressing room banter for walk into as well. Arsenal at the time. Arsenal. Well, got to remember it was a as a young lad. Well, I, I used to do the boots of like Kenny Sansom. Viv Anderson, Charlie Nick, you know, George Graham. So so it was interesting coming in in the morning, you know, seeing Charlie's Porsche parked up. <laughs> and we, we're, we're scholars, so we used to get in early and his, his Porsche was parked up, looked like he'd be there all night. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> what, what was he like? It was a good oh, chance. was brilliant, though. honestly. Charlie Nick was brilliant. Loud, one of the loudest guys I've ever known. Um, but what, very talented footballer, but great character to have around the place. Was you know I called him Champagne Champagne Charlie <laughs> wasn't it? And he he was he was bubbly he was that that Scottish character that you know really made a difference around the place. Fit in down London then. Oh big time, big time. I, mean, I don't think he could get enough of London. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, no, he was good good guy and paid well at Christmas too. Yeah, oh fuck oh, that man. Yes, yeah, paid yeah. well. He was <laughs> paid over very anyway. well at Christmas. <laughs> you had to get him when he came in pissed like just for an extra fucking an extra twenty. <laughs> no, to be fair, he was good. Charlie was good. He's, he, you know, we used to. He, my nickname at the time was Rambo, so we used to say, you know. Rambo, if my, my boots are good, you get a great bonus. These boots used to be immaculate. <laughs> Did you get the Vaseline on them? Bit of a cheat. Well, the dubbing, you know, the, the old dubbing used to do the trick. Because <laughs> um, when, you, when you're waiting to do dressing rooms at the time, you know, you couldn't go in, you had to wait outside with the broom and, and nervous. stuff like that. You're nervous well, going yeah, you Well, yeah, you couldn't even peep through the door. Boots would come flying at you, you know <laughs> what I mean? Get them out, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And all that kind of thing. But... The great thing was there was a lot of young players coming through at the time, like Sir Tony Adams, Dave Rollcastle, bless him, no longer with us. Michael Thomas, Paul Davis was obviously there, Gus Caesar, Martin Hayes, Niall Quinn, Paul Merson. You know, Jesus you think you think you, all those names came through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. And it was a vibrant time for Arsenal. My age was a few years younger, so we were the next ones who were hungry to make it. So the likes of myself, David Hillier, Alan Miller, the goalkeeper, etc., coming through knocking on the door, Andy Cole was, and Paul Dicker for a couple of years behind me. So you, you look at that, that train of talent that was coming through at the club Amazing, at the time. Yeah. It was huge, absolutely huge. If you were a couple of years younger and you were seeing them get in the first team, did you think to yourself, it's achievable? Do you know what I mean? Does yeah. It, but I mean, at big clubs now, I'm tipping that a lot of lads are thinking, I'm never going to be yeah. fucking anywhere. Yeah. No yeah. chance. Really. I mean, it, look, it was Arsenal as well. Arsenal had money at the time, but... It, it coincided with George Graham coming in. George Graham came in and he, he obviously came from Millwall and he's an ex-Arsenal player himself. So he knew, he knows the club, he knew that there was talent in the ranks and I still remember his first team talk that he'd done was sat, like the YTS was sat on the floor, he had the reserves sat on the chairs and the, on the big chairs for the first team and he was saying, look, he was looking at everybody, he said, everyone will get a chance. He said, if you're good enough, and you dedicate yourself, we'll get a chance. He said, there's a team up north that playing red on Merseyside. He said, that's the target. I won't have anybody at this club who 
fails to want to be number one. Mm. So if you fail to be, if you don't want to be number one, get out of the club now. Come and see me, and I'll get you out of the club. So that built everybody. Everybody knew. And then when you start seeing the likes of Rob Castle, Thomas, everyone starting to get their chance. Tony Adams named captain. You know, at, at, I think it was twenty or something like that. It's huge, mm. absolutely huge. So that gave us the impetus to 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 to, to dream, as yeah. it were. Thing is, a lot of managers will say that only when they first come in. Every it's a clean slate. They love that one, don't they? Yeah, but they yeah. never do. <laughs> never it's always do. the same. Normally, they all know your history, don't they? They all know your history, very much so. But he, he was he was true to his word. He knew he knew the talent was there, and he gave it a chance. Mm. Which you know, it's funny when managers actually do give the the youngsters a chance. The youngsters. Um, produced most of the time. Going back to Tony Adams, what was he like? He said he was a bit older than you. What was he? Obviously, made captain at twenty. Yeah. Was that just he was? You can say he was a leader, can't yeah. you? Anyway, yeah. but yeah, With, without a shadow of a doubt, he was. He was so vocal. He knew exactly what you needed, and I think that's an art. You know, when you know a captain knows what you need, you might need to be left alone. Yeah. I need to kick up the backside. You need an arm ranger. And he'll come over and sit beside you and have a cup of tea with you. He he just knew exactly what to do with each individual before games, geeing up for training, Tuesday club, all that was, <laughs> you know, the Tuesday club was was our escape. It was escapism, really, yeah. because there's a lot of pressure. You're also expected to win all the time. So after you finished training on a, a Tuesday, it was the Tuesday club. You went out, you had a few drinks, you socialised. and Just Tuesday? It was just Tuesday because most of the time... If there was a midweek game, you couldn't do it. Yeah. And usually Wednesdays was our day off. Um, but obviously the Tuesday club went into Wednesday. <laughs> and it came back round to the, you know, getting in Wednesday night and then going to training the Thursday. Like, it was interesting. So has it, has it surprised you with the character that he were, that you've just described? Has it surprised you that he's not really met it in management if he knew people and players? Um, yes and no. Reason being, obviously, to know players is one thing, but he's on the pitch. Yeah, he can he can cajole and he could he could be as vocal as he likes on the pitch. But when you're a manager, you're on the sideline. You? you can't influence as you would do. You know, when you're on the pitch, and I think I think that's made him suffer a little bit because I I think what he knows he could he could offer so much to football teams and and, and Arsenal in particular, but. You know, Arsene Wenger never took it up, and he hasn't quite worked out for his management. Yeah. One of the best I've seen. One of the best memes I've seen is when he, he took that his first Dance. session in Granada. <laughs> in and out, and back. And forth. Well, that's what it's George Graham used to do with him, and th that would drive him mad because it was, as I said, they trained like that for forty-five minutes. <laughs> and when you imagine they're training like that for forty-five minutes, but they're delivering it in training as well. Once you get it, you get it. So he's trying to. Focus these guys, and it looks quite—it looks quite hilarious when you're watching it. It looks like especially when you put a soundtrack. It looks like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, it looks crazy. It does. It looks crazy. It looks, it looks like he's fucking pissed again, doesn't it? That's what it looks like. No, really. it does. It does. But it worked for them, and obviously he's trying to just put that across the Granada But he obviously, it never registered. Was he always a, a quirky character? Because he's very—I've seen him on the telly. You know, with his suits and Rodders. Uh, yeah, was well, he, is he always been a bit? Well, like we that? called him. We, we've always called him Rodders. Trotter. Rodney <laughs> Trotter, right? So I, I remember we um, we got asked to go to Palzaleri in in Bond Street. Palzaleri is a proper Italian 
you know, suits and, and, and clothes. We go in there and we all get kitted out. And Tony Adams, he, he gets kitted out. But when you see Tony wear the gear, he looks like a bag of shit. He never fits. It's always, a, he must have a shirt too small and the arms of his suit are too long. But, you know, he was just a, such a nice character, such a good guy, good character, good captain. Didn't mind laughing at himself as well. He loved all that. But, you know, he knew when to get serious. Mm. He's got a cat called Lady Kevin. Yeah, Lady Kevin, yeah. Tony Adams has got a cat yeah. called Lady Kevin. Yeah. Don't fucking look at me. <laughs> Don't you dare look at me. It's got nothing to do with me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with me. So, do you remember your first first Tuesday club? Do you remember the, your first invite? Yeah, because it was... As a youth team, as a youth team player, you never got invited on the Tuesday club. So, you to get invited, it, you had to qualify. Yeah, is that <laughs> more? Is that more? Is that more? You that's your qualification yeah. than getting on the field. That's a visa. I think so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> by the way, that's a visa. It's a visa. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because once you qualify, stamp. Yeah. Once you qualify for one, you're good to go, man. I was good to go. So um, my first qualification, my first Tuesday club, I was training with the first team quite a bit. Um, as a 17 year old and we didn't have a game we didn't have a game and the first team didn't have a game so we were training we were training at Highbury at the time we used to run around the pitch and do all things then we used to go into the indoor gym and then uh, Rodder said to me he says Rambo because I used to train in the, I used to change in the uh, academy with the young lads so he says uh, what are you doing after so I said uh, I said nothing much I was just going to go home so he said now come with us, we're going to the Arsenal Tavern. There you go. There, go. Like, there you go. So I went back in the dressing room. I was the first to get invited. <laughs> so I've got in us, so I'm having, I'm changing. So in the, we're in the showers and the youth team lads are, are in there. I says, lads, anybody want to join me? I'll be in the Arsenal Tavern with the boys. <laughs> and they're like, the daggers I got from that, you bastards. Yeah, that's right. I've qualified, man. So did did you have to go home and get changed or you just go in no, you went No, 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 no. I was... I was Prepared. Prepared. I was prepared. <laughs> Waiting for the call. But they, what they didn't realise was every Tuesday I was fucking done up. I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. Like, never got the call. Month on, month out. You know what I mean? Never got the call. And he's brutal. But I got the call, which was great. Which was great. <laughs> so once once you've had the first one, you're affiliated member. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. As I say, you've got your visa. You're in. So the, the more you train with them, and even when I'm not training with them, you know, Rambo, you coming to the... Yeah, I'll be there. I'll see you there, guys. Yeah, I've got, I've got my visa. <laughs> speak to Tony, speak to Tony. I ain't speaking to nobody, man. I've got, just got in. Ask the rest of the lads that wanted you to have a word for them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I bet you made it easy for you, though, when you did go and train with them, because if you've been out on the piss with them and whatever, exactly. you, you feel like you're at home, don't well, you? Well, it's trust, isn't it? You you know, when, when, you're, when you're around fellow professionals and you're a young lad and they don't really know your character, you train with them, but they don't really know your character. Yeah. And you go out, you have a few drinks with them. That's when you start to realise who's what what you're about. The, obviously, a lot of South London lads were there. Rocky and Michael Thomas, especially Michael, me and Michael Thomas, we were at the same school. He's a few years older than me, obviously, but we knew each other from school. So I always had those guys looking out for me, but I was always a mingler. I like to mingle. 
and have a chat, have a beer with the boys there, have a shot with the boys, and you know, have some rum with the, with the other lads. <laughs> you know I mean? so, so yeah, it was good. So yeah. even though even though you were sort of 17, 18, did you just ball in and just talk to any of them? Any any of them, yeah, because you know everyone was young. It'd be different if it was like the Kenny Sansoms and um, Viv Andersons of this mm. world, and John Lukic who was really good to me, was a really good friend, and David O'Leary. But those guys were young, so I felt connected to them straight away. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it made a massive difference for for me. Mm. You know, the lads used to play hard and you know play Work hard and train hard, so it was was fantastic. I loved it, me. <laughs> I did. I really, really enjoyed that time. And people say, you know, it's 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 not part of the game anymore. You know, people have moved on. Do you know what camaraderie wise? You, you just can't be having a few drinks with the lads and being together. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, like talk about Christmas, the weeks after the Christmas do is the best the crack will be all season. Yeah. You know, the closest the whole team will be just from being together all weekend. Exactly, just from the crack, yeah. I mean, we used to do, in pre-season, we used, we used to have a, because there was a lot of single lads as well and, and stuff like that at times. And there was one trip we had a troll. Um, the troll was... What? A troll. A, a troll. You know the troll. A troll. A troglodyte. A troll. A, a <laughs> Swedish troll. <laughs> like a right? Under a bridge. Yeah, <laughs> under a bridge. So I never forget this. So it was for all the. It was just a single lad. So it was. We had to rate each other. If if anyone was out on the pool, you had to rate the bird. So whoever lost won the troll. <laughs> Oh, so, so basically you're trying to nick the worst bird. Yeah, worst bird. Yeah, whoever, been... got the, whoever got the worst bird got the troll. I'd have been fucking shit just at that end. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have had it fucking top of the league yeah, once again. I, I can't say who won the troll. <laughs> it will cause a lot of stirring, right? But we had such good fun with the days like that. You know, an Arsenal on tour, it used to be this, we queues of people and, and, and girls and guys and everything queuing up to meet us. And you could imagine... No, that's too. She's too pretty. You know? <laughs> <laughs> too nice. that, it was funny. And obviously, when the beer goggles come out, it soon changed. You know what I mean? Things like crazy. Lads, lads, there's a fucking three coming in. <laughs> <laughs> all over her. Leaving her mates on nines. Leaving her mates on nines. All the lads are. Mate, it's something like that. He's <laughs> <laughs> not talking to me. Oh, I'm fucking pretty confident, mate. I went, that first season at Arsenal, obviously you won the league, and a few lads that we've had on have said, you know, in that if, if you've been successful in the first couple, of, that, that's it. You think this is it? This is whatever. It's, it's easy. Yeah. Shell in peace. Whatever. Yeah. It's easy. The rest of it, it just happens every year. Yeah. Well, don't forget, it was it was that great Liverpool team, Sue Ness and all those guys that were at the top of the tree, and those were the ones who the, the lads had to go for, and and were, were clear that last Friday of the season and Arsenal had to win at their place by two clear goals and what a fantastic achievement travelled up on the coach the day of the game when do you travel from oh, London the day of the game you don't usually travel the day of the game so why did know, he do that? he just said I, I don't want the lads to be in Liverpool where you know the Liverpool fans could be getting at you yeah. uh, he said we're going to be treated like the SAS we're going to get in <laughs> get in and get out he says <laughs> And um, they get at you, you're getting at you together. Yeah, they're getting at you and putting you off your game, you know. Uh, he just didn't want any of that. So we, we leave to get on the, uh, go up to Liverpool. And George Graham puts on the 1970-71 FA Cup final, where he reckoned he got a touch. Hmm. Don't know if you've seen it. <laughs> just check it. 
We debated that for 45 minutes on the coach. <laughs> it was the old rewind button, you know, <laughs> pressing rewind. You never touched it, that's boldy at the back cafe, you never fucking got I'm telling you, I've got to touch it. Look at that, there you go, look, the flick. He never touched it, he still never touched it. But that broke the ice, everybody was in good spirits, Relaxed. going up, you know, it was brilliant, relaxed, got up there, pre-match meal, all that kind of thing. Just relaxed, lads could put their red down if they like got to the ground and it was in the dressing room I tell you it was just so cool calm the lads were humouring playing games having a laugh he named the subs then you could see the game face come on so we left we were sitting with the Arsenal fans behind the goal in 89 and um, obviously he said this is his team this is his pre-match team talk at the hotel needing to win by two clear goals to win, to win the league and Liverpool hadn't lost by two clear goals at Anfield for I think it was about 30 years something like that so we said listen he said if it's nil-nil at half time we've got them where we want them I looked at Paul <laughs> Davis like is he fucking serious <laughs> we call Paul Pops Pops is he serious he said we've got them where we want them we get an early goal second half that will put them on the back foot and then we'll get one closer to the end we'll see it out SAS smash and grab we're gone with that's what he said with and the everybody trophy was now. like have you seen this Liverpool team you know Barnes and all that Hanson Nickel oh, they were top team they were Grobla Ringo they were a fantastic team but it worked out and it was nil nil at half time and it was nil nil at half time so they were having the away end We've got them just where we want them. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 can you imagine rubbing my hands together? <laughs> to the fans. Can I get on it? Oh, oh, five minutes. minutes. So it's me, so, Quinny, um, Perry Groves, all that. We're, we're all in a, like a little block. And I'm s s um, sitting beside one of the fans because I'm, I'm a big Arsenal fan. So they're up. Uh, yeah, we've got them where we want them. <laughs> it's just, just the exuberance coming out. He looks at me, you fucking shit. <laughs> We're not winning yet. The, the fans are like, fucking hell, nil, nil. Yeah, nil, L nil. We told. need to be ahead. <laughs> Calm down. You've got them just where we want. The you master plan. It's, it's all part of the master plan. It's yeah. all part of the master plan. And it worked out. It worked out. And Mickey Thomas had a chance. Probably about five, ten minutes before. I thought you were going to say the bet then. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> nil, nil at half time. I should have said Michael Thomas. No, he did have a bet, but... He had, a, he had an opportunity, which probably maybe have been a better opportunity before, and he, he kind of hit Grobler, and everyone thought, oh, that's that's the chance gone. And then it's the old famous words, you know, McMahon, one minute, put it in the corners. Yeah. John Barnes got robbed, went to Lukic, Lukic to Dixon, Dixon. Rest and the rest is history. I mean, I nearly got arrested. I nearly got lifted on the night because <laughs> five minutes before the end of the game, I've walked, we've all walked around to the dugout area and obviously when the ball gets played forward and then you see Michael Thomas burst through I'm an Arsenal fan when it hit the back of the net I was on the pitch I was, I was running on the pitch I was going to celebrate <laughs> and three coppers grabbed me and I was like no 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 I said I'm, I'm part of the Arsenal and I looked around there was uh, Perry Groves and all that there Groves like no he's not <laughs> you know what I mean but Pat Rice and all that were there with that. they're always with us and I said cheers Groves you know what I mean then got arrested for a pitch invasion a pitch invasion yeah <laughs> my god but what, what a night what were the celebrations like on the bus well even, you know what even before and, and listen I have loads of banter with Liverpool fans one of my best mates Red Nose John he's a, he's a mad red and um, 
but the the respect that Liverpool showed that night for Arsenal and you know the backroom staff are you know Ronnie Moran and all those guys Roy Evans they brought their Liverpool champagne into our dressing room came in had a glass with the boys and said look Anyone who comes here and wins 2-0 deserves it. So, you know, fair, fair play, play and we'll yeah. see you next season. And they said, fair play and we'll see, see you next, next season. season. Like, you know, we, we, our guys, we'll so, have to get ready. So they'd already got the old Liverpool champagne ready for them winning it. Of course. It. Well, they were two, yeah. they, they've lost 2-0 for 30 years or whatever. So, so you nice. know, they rolled it in and we <laughs> drank it. Why? I tell you, we drank it. We drank that it. Must, that must have been the best bus journey home ever, man. Well, it must surely. Well, it, getting out of... The lads were just buzzing. You could imagine first title. George Graham was there. Was interviews after interview after interview. I'm in the dressing room. I'm, I'm pissed. I am. I've got a bottle. Two, I've, got, I've got a bottle of champagne in me. Got a bottle of champagne in my jacket pocket. Got two bottles of champagne in me and I'm drinking out of one. I'm pouring out the other. You know, I mean, it's just, just an endless flow. Brandy was in there. There was all sorts. Anyway, how Brandy gets in? Some lads are just. To be honest, lads are just sitting around. They were like soaking up the the, the wind because yeah. very rarely that Liverpool team don't lose at, yeah. at Anfield, let alone two goals. So to have the character to go there and do it was amazing. And I was part of the squad, but I hadn't played. And and you know when you're you're part of it and you're an Arsenal fan and you feel so good, but you know you're kind of out on the periphery a bit. And I'm like, oh my god, I've got to I've got to play in these games yeah, got to yeah. Get involved, you know it, yeah I've got to be involved so you know it was it was amazing time amazing time really was that's brilliant talk man. about big load characters uh, Ian Wright coming in later on yeah took you. my place the bugger yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well don't forget two years later we won the, Liverpool a year later Liverpool won the title that was which was their last title to date and then we won it the next year losing one game and conceding only 18 goals and and I won it at a canter to be honest. And that was my first, that was my first title. And it was amazing because we could have the ceremony at Highbury. And had you was, already won it before the last? Yeah, we'd won it. We'd won it. I think Martin Forrest um, beat Liverpool 2-1. We were at the golf club watching the game. And then we left um, South Arts Golf Club and we were driving to Highbury. And you imagine all the street, this, this party in the streets because we've already won the title now. Mm. We were playing Man United that night. And, uh, in the dressing room, George Graham didn't know this. So all the lads, you know, the Lucas Aid bottles and stuff. Fucking Lucas Aid was out of there. Fucking beers in there, champagne, everything. So the first half, the lads were going down. Lads were going down. The physio was coming on. They were drinking out the boat. While I saw that, you know, it was it was all going on, man. I'm telling you. And we ended up winning the game. Winning the game three one. Alan Smith got a hat trick. Won the game three one, and it was a it was party time. It really was. So so you basically. Play pissed, yeah. He played. Everybody played pissed. Yeah, we'd or, won it. Why we'd not? Won we'd it. won it. Yeah. We'd won it. We'd won it. Is so, that sorry? Um, is that when when Ian Wright first came? Did the lads not take to him straight away? No, no. Ian Wright. It's funny because we always used to give Palace a slap, right at Arsenal. So we used to play them. We used to do them four, uh, three or four, and Ian Wright could never score against us. Never. So obviously Rocky and Wright are so were so close from Broccoli boys from South London. Mickey Thomas, myself, Brixton, Stockwell, and all that, Paul Davis. So we used to joke with him, you know, what are you doing at this club, right? You need to come across to the, to the good side, <laughs> to come to North London, and that's where it's happening. He's got, well, but he don't want me, George Graham don't want me, I don't, don't worry. And when it, if it happens, you make sure you come across. Anyway, so we won the title in 91, 
I got injured in pre-season and then it was breaking news. Arsenal signing and right for 2.5. Brilliant. Nobody was didn't dislike him. We loved we loved Wright because we'd all had the banter with Wright. Yeah. He came in and we took to him straight away. And the fans took to him as well. Yeah. So it was no there was no Did you see it as a threat? For you position wise. Are you fucking joking me or what? <laughs> I was at the team. <laughs> <laughs> do you know George Graham said to a me? Do you know George Graham said to me? He said, You and Ian Wright are two similar players, so you can't play together. And I looked at Ian Wright. I looked at George Graham and I thought, we're similar players. Probably because Alan Smith is the hold-up man and I was the runner. So one, one of you two with Alan Smith. Exactly. So I thought, mm, shit. I said, right, I'm going to have to change my game. I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to get better. Yeah. Because Wright is new signing. He's going to hit the ground running. Because yeah. the chances he's going to get here with the likes of Limpar, Mercer and all them boys... He's going to thrive. So I got on the training ground with Stuart Houston. I didn't knock on the manager's door or nothing. Got on the, uh, got on the training ground. Stuart Houston, bless him. I said, Stuart, I need to hold the ball up better. I need to learn that. And that's what he done. Worked on that in, in training. And in the end, I ended up taking Anna Smith's place yeah. um, in the team, yeah. So you did end up playing together. Yeah, we did end up playing together. <clears throat> we did end up having such a good partnership and a good understanding. We're roommates in the end as well. And um, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic time. Right, he's such a great he's character. Brilliant, I'm telling him that. He's I, such I'm a great. Him. But that's the way he's in in training. You have five sides. He celebrates in five sides. He don't <laughs> give a shit. Honestly, <laughs> seriously, him and Martin Keown training were like unbelievable because Martin Keown is dedicated to defending, and Wright is dedicated to scoring goals. So you can imagine them in a five side. Do you, think, do you think they used to put them on the opposite teams just always, to get it, always just to get it just going. to get it going yeah. always. So, Martin said, right, you're not going to score today. You what? Shut up, Martin. You watch. I'm going to put one in early doors. So, they'd be scrapping. Honestly, they'd be <laughs> scrapping in training. But that helped the camaraderie as well because that never-say-die attitude, that one will to win. And, and we kind of morphed from a league team into a cup team because everything seemed to go through right most of the time. But, you know, it was great to see right under Wenger get his, his, his league title and stuff like that it was really important you forget how many good goals he scored they, they flash up every now and again don't they unbelievable was, them chips man unbelievable the goals Premier Unbe League 100 club and all, oh and all God. well he's the only player I got Attrick at Swindon this was Christmas time I got Attrick at Swindon and then his chip chip one in a straight chip from 45 yards I remember it yeah against Swindon right in the stanchion it was right in the top corner I'm thinking Attrick I'm, I'm a hero next minute stands the glory yeah, you're, you're like you're in the background mate I'm like, have a look at that but stand aside uh, uh, but I said I'll stand aside with the match ball thank you very much I'm waiting on the press guy you thinking I'm having interviews here yeah. right can you just come and talk about yeah, that yeah exactly chip, that chip please mate you can have it I've got the match ball <laughs> you mentioned Ray Parler there what a fucking guy he is well, I, mean, I, I, I had a month with him at, uh, at Hull. Uh, what a character. I see him on Twitter now. Brilliant, isn't he? And he's fucking yeah. sensational. Well, him and Alan Brazil right oh, now. Jesus, God, peace. They, oh, Alan Brazil's going to kill him, I think. <laughs> but uh, even as a youngster coming through, Ray Parler, what a great character. Fit, strong, Essex boy, typical Cockney lad. 
But what a player. He took to the Tuesday Club like Dr. He's still going to the Tuesday Club. Yeah, he's not, right. he's not going to Artery yet, is Yeah, he? no, he took to it. I mean, he was under uh, Tony Adams' wing, so you could imagine what, what them two that, used to get up to. That's a wing to oh, the other so way. So did, did, did lads used to come into training and you're thinking, he's pissed? 100%. Who? Parler or Parler, anybody? Adams. The, the, the... Well, most of the squad were at the time, <laughs> um, on a Thursday, say. But you, because you, you couldn't go to licensed premises on a Thursday. So you try and cram as much, the lads would cram as much as they could in. On the Tuesday, Wednesday? On the Tuesday, Wednesday. Because training on the Thursday was always hard because you had, the, you had the day off. So we'd sweat it out and stuff and then we'd be, fo- we'd be focused, totally focused on, on Saturday's game. But if the, nobody would take the piss like if there was a midweek game. Nobody would be drinking like that no ne- never like that so you like you wouldn't you couldn't do it on a on a sort of when you you used to stop wednesday yeah I, I just used to like me saturday nights i'd go out saturday i rarely drank during the week see i, I, I would our every every tuesday wednesday like one or the other every the one day a week where two days a week where i used to go in rough but you never used to come in rough did you no, no none really. of the fuckers come in rough now no. You know what I mean? Even well, if they're shit. Well, there, there was a. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, obviously, as I drop down, drop down, I'm thinking, what's going on? You need a night out. Enjoy your fucking <laughs> yourselves. You know what I mean? Make the most of yeah. it. Yeah. In the football, you've probably only got another three years left. Fucking crack on. Crack you know on. what I mean? Have it, have it right, yeah. But, I mean, there was. At Arsenal, there was lads who. Yeah, they used to overdo it a bit. And I remember, you know, certain times where you get left out the squad, you're at the bomb squad. So the bomb squad, i never forget it was myself, Jimmy Carter and Andy Linigan. Bless him. So I think the lads were away. We weren't even in, involved. So we ended up going to Covent Garden on the Tuesday. So we're, when Punch and Judy's up in the balcony. Oh, yeah, upstairs. Well, you know it, don't you, see? <laughs> Don't say too much. <laughs> but we were up there and we're having a great time. Went into the night time and stuff. Anyway, we got in on a Thursday and Jimmy Carter gets a pull. And he says, uh, were you at Covent Garden on Tuesday? He says, yeah, I was. He says, who was with you? He says, what, what do you mean? He says, who was with you? I believe you you had um, some players with you. Jimmy says, oh, I can't remember. Exactly. He says, I can't remember. He says, I can't remember, Gaffer. And Jimmy was, he's so funny, Jimmy. He says, I can't remember, Gaffer. So he says, Jimmy, you get fined two weeks' wages. He said, Gaffer, if I if I could tell you, I would tell you. He said, but well, you know, when I drink, he says, I lose memory. And he does. <laughs> he loses memory, right? Like a phone. So um, it was like, who, who, who never trained? Who never trained? So Gaffer pulled down the Linigan and, uh, you know, did you, did you go? I don't know what you're talking about, Gaffer. Kev Campbell. I know I could get into Kev Campbell. So I said, Gaffer, I was in the West End. Yes, I was. Was I with Jimmy? No, I wasn't. Was I with Andy? No, I wasn't. So he says, okay, come and see me at the ground later, he says to me. Come and see me at the ground. Is this George Graham? George Graham. He said, come and see me at the ground later. (laughs) So okay. So we've got double session. I have now. So I've got double session. They're off. I've got double (laughs) session. So that's right. I went to the ground. So I go into his office. So the secretary comes in and says, "Uh, could you read me that letter? So the letter read out, yeah, in Punch and Judas was Kev Campbell 
um, Andy Linnigan and Jimmy Carter. They were there from this time to that time to the. I said bloody! I said who, who, who was there? I says who was that? I says I wasn't there. I wasn't there, Gaffer. So he says, "Are you calling this person a liar?" I says, "I'm calling that person a liar, <laughs> unless you could provide <laughs> video, <laughs> video or photographic <laughs> evidence." I wasn't there. He said, "Get out of my office." I was shitting myself. I thought he's definitely going to pull a picture out, but he didn't like, you know what I mean? So I said to Jimmy, Jimmy, if he pulls you to the ground, don't fall for that one. And he did. He pulled Jimmy to the ground and Andy, none of them fell for it. So we got away with it. So had he written the letter? So somebody right, yeah. had written the letter. We were there. He's probably on the phone. Just get a letter done. That They were there. That's why it's it's so different now with social media. We couldn't couldn't survive. That Arsenal squad couldn't survive with the way social media is. We've been there every week. Do you know when you said it got some of the lads overdid it? Obviously, the the leader of the the ship was the the captain, Tony Mm. Adams. So he's not going to be one to say, lads. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Fuck me. You, you, you do it too bit, much because yeah. he was, must have been one of the worst ones. Well, l- like I say, you know, it's. We were professional. And I, I've got to say that. So if, if there was a midweek game, none of the lads would be, be drinking. But it's just when you know you've got that window of yeah. time. The window of opportunity. Of opportunity. <laughs> I like that, yes. <laughs> that window of opportunity to, to, to de stress. Because football's a stressful game. High level football, pressure. especially where you're expected to win. There's a lot of pressure. So how do you actually let off some of that steam? You go and have a drink with the lads. You go and have a bit of fun. And you de-stress. We're not hurting anybody. You know, we're just going. We're just going out to have a bit of fun. And Rodders was the leader of that group. Yeah. So did it ever get to the point where George Graham pulled the lads on a Thursday and said, "Look, lads, this fucking it's out of order. You're coming in pissed every no, day." No, never, isn't? never. Is that because you're winning on the Saturday? Yeah, well, winning cures all, doesn't it? Yeah, winning yeah. cures everything. I mean, if we, there were times where we, we struggled, but it weren't for the want of the way we trained, the way we prepared, or, or anything like that. Sometimes you, you just go on a losing run, don't mm, you? Yeah. You know, sometimes that's just the way it is. But he always knew um, we were that type of group that he could rely on us. So, as I say, nobody, it was, it's Arsenal, man. It's the Arsenal. Nobody took, <laughs> nobody took the piss. Everyone was really dedicated to it. But we just liked our windows of opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, did, obviously, <laughs> the further it went on, did, did, when Tony Adams obviously had his problems, was that sort of, he weren't taking the piss, it was just because he had the problems that, that he had. You know, when he talks about playing, a, I can't remember what game it was, when he played pissed and he got fucking man at match, mm. didn't he? He spoke about it on his... Yeah, uh, yeah so think. what you've got to understand is that wasn't... Tony Adams having that issue, you can easily connect it to the Tuesday club. Mm. But that was Tony's issue moving forward because he needed a drink. Mm. Mm. Whereas the game's on the Wednesday and he's having a drink on the Tuesday. 
Yeah. That's not what we've done. There's yeah. many there's many other players in that Tuesday club that haven't got an issue. Yeah, you know, that that's not what we've done. Yeah. But because Tony had that that major problem that obviously he's addressed now, that was his um issue. Yeah. It, it was yeah. his personal issue. I mean, I didn't even know that he had that issue until it really came out. Yeah. That's mud in itself. Yeah, it you know, so even in training like I say, we trained hard and Rodders was, was, was there. He always was there, vocal, very good, very good player, top player, England, Arsenal captain, blah, 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 blah. So you just knew whether he was pissed or not, he could perform, perform man. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could perform and he did. But unfortunately, he only could get away with that for so mm, long. Yeah. You know? Tell us about the, uh, the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. Well, we had a great, we had a great lead up and, I was lucky enough to score the winner to get us through to the final at Highbury. How old were you then? I was 23. Right. I was 22, 23 I was then. And um, to play PSG, you know, they had a fantastic team. Yeah. Ginola, young Ginola, George yeah. Weyer, Le Guin, Valdo, the Brazilian. Fucking George Weyer, what a player. What a player he was. And, and an amazing guy. And he's Prime Minister now, isn't yeah. he? Of, uh, yeah, yeah. I wish you were Prime Minister of us at the minute. We've got Boris, I've got George Weyer. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. But <laughs> I love that. But it's amazing. George Graham, I've got to give him credit. He's, the psycholo he's psychological and psychology, the way he thinks about things, He's so psychological. So we're there training at the, the stadium in, in, in Denmark. This is before the final? This is before the final. Day before the final. So we're there and then we, we finish training. We're at the side taking our boots off. And then Palmer come in. You know, uh, Aspria, Kripa, um, Zola, Sensini, um, Brolin, Thomas Brolin. Uh, they, ben Arriva, they had a team and a half. Yeah. They were like Sounds top, like top, it. top players. So... George Graham's there talking with their guys and, you know, with his staff, just talking with their guys generally in the middle of the pitch. So George Graham comes over. So we go to, he said, meeting, lads. So we go into the dressing room. He goes, lads, he says, you wouldn't believe what, what I just heard there. That they're on a man to win. So we're like, what are they on a man? He said, they're on 120 grand a man to win. This is 19, early 90s. 120 grand a man. <laughs> We said, out of fucking principle, we got to beat this lot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Out of principle. Our squad's depleted. There's no righty. Righty got second booking. There's no righty. I think we had um, homegrown. Homegrown was Tony Adams in there. There was um, Ian Selly. It was myself. There was Stephen Morrow. Paul Dickoff was on the bench. He'd just come back from being on loan. Come back from being on loan. We had that, didn't have enough players. So he said, Dickie, you're on the bench. So we got, Paul Dickie said, great, you're great. Cup in this cup final. I'm on the bench. I get a winner's medal. He's just, it a, was, he's just done two months at Colchester. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, Colchester done us a favour yesterday. But uh, you're right. He's just come back from a, from a difficult loan. And there he is, cup winner's cup final on the bench for Arsenal in, in Copenhagen. Brilliant. And uh, as I said, Alan Smith scored a fantastic goal to win us the game. We defended for our lives. Goal lived the charm life at times, but out of sheer stubbornness, 
we had to get that win because you didn't want, you didn't want them fuckers getting their hundred. We, we were on about five; they're on about hundred twenty. We didn't want that. <laughs> that isn't parity, man. You know what I mean? That isn't parity. It was terrible, but no, that was a great, great day for Arsenal, and uh, we had a great night that night. So, were they actually getting that money, or was he just making it up? I think they were getting that money. Jesus, because at the time, it, the Italian football was the big ticket it was big football, wasn't it? If you were anybody or anybody, you went there. Fucking, you earned the big dough. You look a little bit like him. The guy who used to do uh, football Italian. What the Christ, Christ, Richardson. You know, Is it Richardson? Richardson. Aye. Golazzo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I used to be my Sunday. And espresso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be my Sunday. Out Saturday night, rough as fuck Sunday, lying in bed watching, watching football Italian. Italian. Pot yeah. noodle. Pot noodle. Yeah, beef and tomato. <laughs> lashings of red sauce. <laughs> so you painted Copenhagen red that night? Red. Painted Copenhagen red, and then we got the, the flight back, and we ended up at the. We're in, we're in, we ended up at a do in East London. So the season's time. finished. Is it the cups? no, 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 oh, no. no. Season's oh, still going. All oh, right. I, I think it was the de- it was the week midweek of the before the last game of the season. We were playing Newcastle last game of the season um, at the weekend, and we ended up in the. Uh, Something Palace in East London. Buckingham. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> East London, mate. Steady on. Um, we ended up somewhere there and we, we had a great night. We ended up getting home something like eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. Still in our, <laughs> still in our Arsenal blazer or flannels, obviously, with the ties all done up. Because you've got to represent yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I can imagine fucking ties all over the shop. Like ties around the end of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But no, it was good. Really good. Really good time. But I've got to tell you the, the, the story. When I was at Arsenal, I, I, I had quite a cup. I had a good few run-ins with Brian Clough. And I know previous people have come on here and told Brian Clough stories, but I'm going to tell you uh, one or two that you probably haven't heard. Is this, the, what, is this while you're playing for Arsenal? Well, I'm playing manager. for Arsenal as manager. And the first, our first encounter came when I was in the youth team. So we played Nottingham Forest in the youth team um, in the FA Youth Cup semi-final. First leg was at the city ground. It was a Saturday. There was no, no first team games on, and um, they had a, they had a good team like Gary Charles and Stoney, Scott Gamble and all those guys. You know they had a really good good team, and um, we had a good team as well. But we ended up beating them three 0 on the day, and um, I was there shaking the ref's hand and stuff. And next minute somebody's grabbed me by the ear, and was leading me off the pitch. And I, I couldn't even see who it was because my back was to play. It was pulling me from behind. So I quickly turned and it was Brian Clough. Come here, Sam. Come here, young man. Fucking come here. So he's, he's led me down, led me past the away dressing room, past the home dressing room, round to his office. Sits me down. I've got the full kit on. Sits me down. Goes in the top drawer. Pulls out an empty contract. I said, fucking sign here, son. <laughs> I said, Mr. Clough, I respect you. I said, but I'm an Arsenal fan and Playing for Arsenal was everything to me. Next bit, bam, bam, bam. I don't know, it was Pat Rice. You know, legend, Pat Rice. Cluffy, you're out of fucking order. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He's kicking the door in. <laughs> so he, he takes the door off the hinges, Ricey. Nutty Irishman. Good Irish. Kicks the door off the hinges anyway. And Cluffy's there with pen in his hand. He said, Ricey, if you just witnessed what I witnessed, you'd have done the same. Walk inside. <laughs> and he was like, That's unbelievable. You, go, you go to the jail. Go on, get to the judge himself. Ricey was there. So I've, I've walked down the corridor. I thought, Pat ain't coming back. So I've, turned, I've doubled back. 
and I've just looked round the round the door, and Cluffy's getting all single malt out. So I was like, bloody so I went back to the dressing room, obviously I'll told the lads. That rice, eh? Come on, rice, eh? <laughs> and the next one was we're playing um, <laughs> Not in the Forest at, at Highbury. Playing Not in the Forest at Highbury. And this is where Cluffy was starting to look a bit worn because he started to you yep. know, drink quite heavily before games quite and stuff. A lot of time. And I don't know if anybody knows at Arsenal, me and Lee Dixon always used to go out to warm up first. We were always the first ones out. So we walk, we come out the away dressing room, we come out the home dressing room, sorry, at, at, at Highbury, and we're walking along and the away dressing room is about 20 yards down the corridor. So as we're walking, Cluffy's in the, in the hallway rolling. Pissed. Pissed. Pissed as a fart. <clears throat> so as I'm coming out bouncing, boy, you can hear the studs. Campbell! Campbell, don't you hurt me, son. Don't you fucking hurt me. So I said, hi, Mr. Clough, how are you? <laughs> you know. Campbell, don't you hurt me. Make sure you don't hurt me. He says, Mr. Clough, I'm not going to hurt you. He said, I want to beat you, but I don't want to hurt you. So he pulled me in and he said, don't you hurt me. Whispered in my ear, don't you fucking hurt me. So I said, okay, Mr. Clough. So as I've turned... And I'm walking out the corridor. I fucking whacked me in the car. Gloved <laughs> it. He's whacked me in the car. <laughs> so I've got what the fuck? What's got the Lee Dixon? Can you imagine fucking pissing himself? Like? So what you what you do that for? Don't, I told you, don't you hurt me? Don't you? I said I'm not going to hurt you. I'm on the bench. <laughs> hey, I'm, no, I'm on the bench today. Bloody hell, bastard! Old git, like you know what I mean? So warm up. <laughs> Cause that's where he used to have the, um, the, the dugouts were like the little squares yeah and he's there and he, he's dug out to the left I'm, I'm sat behind George Graham and Stuart Houston and that and he keeps looking over pointing at me mouthing don't you fucking hurt me Campbell <laughs> and George Graham's looking at Stuart what's wrong with Cloughy and <laughs> somebody won't Cloughy up tonight you know what I mean I'm like I haven't I couldn't tell him he's whacked me in the head. Yeah. Oh, you could imagine that would kick off. <laughs> Neil nil at half time. Cluffy's still saying, Campbell, don't you fucking hurt me. Going up the tunnel, gets in, come out. Anyway, 20 minutes to go. Kev, go and warm up, nil nil. Cluffy gets up, don't you hurt me, Campbell! <laughs> don't you fuck. And there's, a, there's an old guy called Jim who used to go to the youth team games <laughs> who hated Brian Clough. So as Cluffy gets up, Jim's there, fucking sit there, you twat like <laughs> And he's like, Campbell, don't you hurt me? And Cluffy's giving it to Jim, he's giving it to me. I'm just warming up. Anyway, we'll make a substitution. <laughs> I get on the pitch within five minutes. I go right. through, shoot, Mark Crosley saves it. Ian Wright puts the rebound in. Cluffy's jumping on the side. <laughs> Campbell! <laughs> don't you hurt me? <laughs> so we're winning one nil. We about five minutes to go. I got I break through, square it for righty two nil, and I just look over and he's just sat there like that, <laughs> giving me the death stare. <laughs> so game finishes, we win the game two nil. So we're shaking hands on the pitch, and I, I, I totally forgot about Cluffy. So I'm walking up the at Highbury. I'm walking up to, towards the corridor for the dressing room. And then as I've gone through the, uh, onto the corridor, 
where's Cluffy? Shit, where is he? And uh, away dressing room had two doors. You normally the first door, which was to the bathroom and toilet, was closed, and then they'd go in the other dr- door to the dressing room. And as I'm walking and I'm, I'm like weary of what's going on. So weary, and all I could see was this eye through the crack of the door, <laughs> looking at me. So as he said, he's ripped the door open, and he said he looked at me and went, "I told you don't." Fucking hurt me, Campbell. I said, Mr. Clough, it's my job. I'm supposed to try and beat you. <laughs> so he said, come here. So he kissed me on both cheeks and whispered in my ear, I obviously didn't kick you fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> and you tell people this story and they're like, no way. I'm saying, I'm telling you, he was a one-off, mate. He was a one-off. The guy was brilliant. He was brilliant. I, think, I don't think anybody who's listening to this podcast, I don't think there's anybody who could question a story about him, is nah. there? No. You know what I mean? No, no, not, none at all. None at all. Going back to the first story, imagine having the audacity to run on the pitch two minutes after the final whistle and pull you by the ear. Yeah. You know, you've just been courteous to a referee and linesman <laughs> and all that. He's moved players out of the way, got me by the ear, <laughs> dragged me Sign down the that. tunnel. Sign yeah. that. You're like a little five-year-old, like, yeah, it was like been a naughty. Oh, you know. <laughs> he said, you play my first team, son, sign here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, Do you think it did play a part in you deciding to go to Forest? I know he wasn't... Maybe subconsciously. Yeah, you know, you know, maybe like... subconsciously. And, and the fact Frank Clark was there as well, who obviously played in the great teams that he had with the European teams. I, uh, my, my um, legacy with Frank was when I, I went on loan at Leighton Orient and Frank was manager there and we had a really good time. Got prom- That's the first time of the playoffs. And that's the time he only went on loan for three months. So uh, we'd done really well, got into playoff position and the team that went on and, and got promotion, which was fantastic. So that was my um, relationship with Frank Clark. Then he was manager at Nottingham Forest. So then I went there. So the legacy of Clough was always with me. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that Frank Clark was there as well, well just, just cemented it. Well. Yeah, there's a good connection. Yeah, good yeah. connection. So was it tough leaving Arsenal? Uh, no, it w- it's weird because the end of the year, George Graham time, obviously what happened with George Graham was, was unfortunate. And there was the club was in trans- transition. Was it difficult to leave? Of course it was. Did I have to leave? Yes. Because I was being played out of position. Wanted to be a striker. Wanted to play striker. Bruce Riott just took over. He said he wants me to play wide right. I didn't want to play wide right. I wanted to play striker. He said he'd bring in Dennis Burkamp in. Obviously Ian Wright's top man. Bring in Burkamp in. Um, John Artson was there as well. So... Did you butt heads with Riott about it? No. No. Arguments. I didn't butt heads with him at all. We sat down. We had a, a meeting. And I got up and said, thank you very much. And that was me gone. Because I knew he's not for me. That was, it was that simple. And it was, it was a business decision yeah. to leave. I'm still an Arsenal fan, still to this day. But it was a business decision. I had to play, go and play striker. I needed to play striker. Because when you're a striker, not playing striker, you, 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 your instincts diminish. So I went to Forest for that. Do you feel like you were... Coming in as like the, the Collymore replacement at Forest and being the main man. Well, it was. It was. Stan obviously went to, to Liverpool yep. at the time and I, I went into Forest. And, you know, they were... I think Forest finished third that season. They had an unbelievable season. 
uh, after just coming up or whatever. And I always liked to challenge. I didn't mind, you know, looked at Brian Roy was playing and Steve Stone and Lars Bohinen and, and these guys, Ian Wone and stuff like that. Uh, fantastic Crosley in goal. So you think Chettle, you're going to get chances? Yeah, you're going to get chances. It's a good team. It's a good club, steeped in history. But the challenge is, can you stay up there? Can you be? Yeah. Uh, can you? Can you score the goals? Can you be a player? And you know, it started off okay, then went through difficult times, injuries, and got relegated and stuff. And then the Ari Bassett took over, which I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, you know, Mike Bassett. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is that, is that on, that, the, on point? On point. Harry <laughs> Bassett is an absolute diamond, mate. I had him as a, I had him, I was only sort of 17, but I had him for a year at Barber. He's fantastic, isn't he? Yeah. He's really good, really good. Really brought the squad together. And I remember he pulled me before pre-season. He pulled me. And he, he sat me down. We went into his manager's office. He said, okay, what the fuck's going on with you? He says, he says, you used to give me major problems, major problems when we played Arsenal for Wimbledon. He said, what's going on here? So I, I told him, I says, I've been injured. I've been out a bit out of form. I said, but I believe in myself, I'll get it back. He said, you've, 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 he said, you've convinced me. He said, you're starting. <laughs> Just like that. This is pre-season. He said, you're starting. He said, it'll be you and Pierre Van Aydok starting. That's it. So, have Did a you feel a million dollars? Of course you did. Like, Straight away, like, you're like, whoa. Like a peacock. Yeah, you peacock, fucking... you're not right. I had a really good pre-season. Um, then started the season. Me and Pierre together, we we scored the most goals in, in Europe. As a partnership? As a partnership that year. Yeah. I got 20-something and Pierre got, I think, 35, 36. Yeah, you got more in that season than he's had in his fucking career. God, there we go. <laughs> there we he's go. Oh, well, never. <laughs> he's gone in, hasn't he? <laughs> I, well, hey, you know, well, he's, he's gone in on you. You're a good old-up player. He's, he's gone in, but <laughs> no, it in. was it was amazing, amazing time. And Did you know straight it, away, like that connection, first few training sessions, yeah, first yeah, few straight, games? Straight away, straight away. Because Pierre, <clears throat> he could run in behind, but Pierre liked to come deep and play yeah. and bring people into the game. And I love to play on the shoulder. And, you know, we had Chris Bart Williams, Steve Stone, Ian Wong, Scott Gemmel, Pierre Van Oydonk. If you can't score goals in that squad, mate, yeah. something's up. Did you have a good friendship? Man, no yeah, we did. We had a really <laughs> good friendship. Again, had a really good friendship. Because I imagine, sorry, that when you've got that connection as players... You almost have to become good friends. Well, I don't know about you have to, but that yeah, squad at Nottingham Forest was um, wasn't quite a Tuesday club, but we 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 tended to socialise quite a bit together. Yeah. And sometimes you, you get squads that social. There's clicks. There was no clicks at, at Nottingham Forest. We all went out together. We all enjoyed each other's company. All the wives and girlfriends. We all went out. We all had a good laugh together, and you know ended up winning the championship. And you know the camaraderie with that squad was was mm. amazing. Honestly, you know what you just said about partnerships. Yeah. Do you know if you're if, if there's a guy who keeps passing you the ball and you score? Yeah. You're gonna like the guy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's you you I might not like him and as, vice versa. Yeah. yeah. You might not like mm. him as a person. You might think he's a bit of a fucking dick. But if he keeps passing you the ball, you'll keep scoring. Yeah. You'll keep getting your goal bonus and the adulation. You're gonna like him. Yeah. The thing they didn't get on, did they? Call and sharing him. No. Right. But they they were effective, mm. and and that's the thing. Man United. They had that camaraderie. 
together we might not like each other but, but off the field but we'll get along yeah. no but we'll get along for the for the good of the team I was um obviously Stuart Pierce captain at Forest top that, top guy Pierce so as Tony Adams I imagine that that well, drive that. yeah that that drive that you know that character that leader yeah we, we talk about football now and there's, there's a severe lack of leaders Piercy was a was a leader of men you know he was Mr Nottingham Forest wasn't he yeah. played in such such great teams that they had but was was a really funny guy as well you could you could have a banter with him you could have a laugh but when it came down to to be serious time got things got serious mm. um but you know but he chose the club man Pierce um, yeah, I mean, we, we pulled a prank on Piercy one time where we were going out for uh, Christmas, Christmas do. And we all said, you know, we, it would be a pyjama do. But we all know it was going to be 80s. <laughs> so Piercy turns up in his pyjamas, paisley pyjamas, like, you know. I'm, I've got my dad's suit on, hat, flowery shirt. All the lads have turned up like pimps and all that. And Piercy's turned up and he's, he's got wellies on. With, um, with 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 his gym jams, <laughs> so he's gone to town as well. So he's gone to town. He said, "I'm not fucking changing." So that, <laughs> so he went out like that. Had a great night. It's a great night. Doing well, the he had to stand out as captain, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. He had to stand out as captain. Yeah. Uh, but no, great great time, great lad, great city, Nottingham, and uh, it was good to see. Well, Jason Lee there. Yeah, Jason Lee. That, Jason that Lee. Prime pineapple stage. Yeah, that was look. And I, I didn't like that what Dylan Skinner done to him. It was, it was, it was wrong as far. Yeah. He's a teammate of mine. I'm yeah. not having that. And Willison, we all like a laugh and a joke, but I thought they they took it to the extreme. A bit personal. It was, it was a bit too personal. Yeah. Was it a th- running theme on the show? Yeah, somewhere. it was a running theme. It was like weekly thing. How did he take? Was he not happy? They weren't. He weren't happy. Look, he, he, at first he saw the funny side of it, and then when it. It's like victimisation, is it? Yeah, when it carries yeah. on and carries on and carries on, you know, it's uh, it, it wasn't good. But as a, as a squad, we rallied around him. It was just like you know, J- Jason Lee was a, a good lad, good teammate, and you know, it was it. It kind of made him quite notorious. Yeah, away stadiums, to be honest. But that gave him another edge. I'll be honest with you. That gave him another edge because people used to home in on him. Mm. You know, for what what was the piss that was being taken. But great lad. Who does work with the PFA now? And yeah, he does a really good lad, Jason. Really good lad. What was the um, the strike, Van Hoydonk strike? What as a player? I don't know the full story, but what what went on? Oh, thanks a lot <laughs> um, for that. Well, I got the blame. <laughs> if you didn't know, no, I, I, did, got the, I, didn't I know, got no. the blame. It was me leaving that gave him the blame. Anyway, look, we we are training preseason at the city ground. We're we were going away. We were going away to, I think, it was Scandinavia. Someone of Scandinavian countries in the next day. Phone goes. Harry Bassett. Says he says Cam's. He says, I can't fucking believe it. He says, I you know. He says the club they've they've gone fucking do lally. I said, what well, what's up, Harry? He says, they've accepted a bid from Trabzon's Point Turkey. And it's in your best interest to speak to him. So I said, fair enough, no problem. I know when I'm not wanted. <laughs> Don't you? You know, but that's... So that's, this was, was this more from the club than the manager? From, from he, Yeah, Bassett. it's definitely not Harry Bassett. Yeah. He was totally against it. But the Irving Scholar, who was ex-Spurs chairman, was the chairman of Forest at the time. Right. <clears throat> and 
I don't know what was going on with him and some of his guys, but you know they manufactured a deal for me to leave. We just got back to the Premier League, record points in the Championship, got a got a team, got a team who were Premier League like. Premier League ready. We're yeah. Premier League. We've already you played and Van Oydonk. We're, pre- we're Premier fun. League. We're, yeah, we're scoring for fun. We're Premier League ready, and they do that. So anyway, so I said no problem. Harry, he said, well, I'm gutted, Bob. I said, don't worry about it. I said, let's see what happens anyway. So speak to speak to me, agent. Get down to Heathrow. So I'm waiting at Heathrow for the flight. Phone goes, it's Pierre. You tell me it's a fucking joke. Tell me it's a joke. So tell you what's a joke, Pierre? Because he was, he was off, he'd been in, in uh, I think it was the Euros with Holland. So he was off, he was in um, uh, Rotterdam or wherever. So he rang me, he said, Tell me that the club are not selling you. So I said, actually, Pierre, I says, I'm at Heathrow Airport. I'm going to board the plane in the next hour. He said, right. He said, fuck that. He said, I'm going on strike. <laughs> I said, so I laughed. I said, Pierre, good one. Yeah, good one. I said, Pierre, you ain't got... He said, they're selling my fucking strike partner and we're going to do damage in the Premier League. No way. He says, I ain't going back. I said, Pierre... Fucking bollocks. I said, just get back there. I said, and, and play your game, mate. I said, you'd be all right without me. He said, fuck you. He said, I'm not going back. So we had a chat, blah, blah, blah. And I thought nothing of it. I thought it was winding me up. So I get to Turkey, go through all the bits and pieces and end up signing. Do you want to go to Turkey? Well, I didn't want to you leave. You don't mind for a week, do you? No. But you don't want to... Oh, no, no, I didn't want to leave. Three years. I, you sat there doing your terms. Are, are you... I, didn't, I didn't want to leave. But the fact of the matter is, this is football, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you go to you go to Turkey and you land in you, I land at Istanbul Airport. There's twenty thousand Trabzon fans yeah, waiting that's, for me. That's that's a bit of a We're not even in Trabzon. Trabzon's an hour and a mm. half flight. Yeah. It's on the Black Sea. Yeah. So I'm like, bloody hell, is this how it is? And you know, they make a fuss of you and all that kind of thing. So I said, No one I, I said to the chairman, the Bashkan they call him, the president. I said, you know, I really need to see Trabzon. No, 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 you know, sign the contract, then you can go. I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, I, I really need to see Trabzon. So he looks at his guy. Says something in Turkish. Anyway, we're being whisked out. Convoy of cars. Private airstrip. Private jet on the runway. I'm like, get out. I could be a dick. <laughs> Boy from Brixton. Fucking <laughs> loving this. So we private jet it to Trabzon. There's 40,000 fans at the airport. Trabzon, it's only, it's not mass, massive airport. There's 40,000 fans there. It's not a bad confidence boost, is it? Mm. Right? So you're getting them people around the cars and they're swinging their things and you go to so the. So they already, they have obviously. Obviously, already... they've rang through. Kev's coming. Yeah. Get it out. Get, the lads so get out. it out there. Get the lads out. But Tra- what you Kev's on his way. Yeah, but what you gotta remember is what you gotta remember is Trabzon, there's a big four in Turkey. Fenerbahce, Galatasaray, Besiktas. They're all capital teams, and there's Trabzonspor. Outside. The only team outside north. These four teams have had their own TV station, radio station, and they have four pages a day in the papers. Every day. Yeah, you know, five so aside. So it's big. You know, five aside, you get marked in the paper. 
<laughs> you get marks in the paper for five aside. <laughs> and you in training? In training. Five aside, you get marks. You play a practice game, double page spread. You, you score five goals, double page spread. He's on fire. I would never score five game goals in fucking practice. All right, yeah. two then. <laughs> but, but you understand what I mean? If you've done well, yeah. speak to the press every day. Press travel with you on your charter flights to different, because everything away game was mostly flight. So they'll travel with the team on the flights and everything. It was, it was a not notch way above England, mate. How to deal Just with it? Just in terms of the hysteria, it, it, and in terms of everything, the scrutiny, the scrutiny. Well, just check this, I'm, and I don't want to get too much into this because I know we're gonna. You, you got to have me on. Yeah, <laughs> you got to have me on again. Yeah. But I'm well, gonna. Okay. But we I'm don't gonna want to push you over this. No, but I'm a fan, so I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. The game is Saturday at eight o'clock. We go into camp. On the armed guard uh, on Wednesday morning. Fuck's face. Armed guard? Armed guard. Big rifles at the gate, <laughs> shot in, in, closed in, bedrooms at the training ground. This is back then. 95. Not so, 98. Bedrooms at the training ground. Everything from recovery suite on the bottom floor. You name it, they had it. I was like, I thought we were a third world country. It was better than all the facilities at Arsenal ever. It was incredible. Trained three times on a Wednesday, three times on a Thursday, three times on a Friday, once on a Saturday, play Saturday night. But here's the other crazy thing. When you're training on the day of the game, you can hear the fans in the stadium at midday. Midday. And you're kicking off at eight? Stadium's packed at midday. Eight o'clock is the kickoff. So all afternoon you could hear the, the chanting and the, 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 the firecrackers going off and all that. So for a player, it's incredible, yeah. honestly. It, it really going. is. Yeah. It's incredible. And <clears throat> a lot of players don't play abroad, never experienced it abroad. I've always said, you know, I wanted to go abroad one time and experience it. And maybe it wasn't my desired choice, Turkey. But you know what? I had such a fantastic time out yeah. there, which we're going to cover yeah, right now. Yeah, anyway, yeah. But we're going to get back to, to that, Did, <laughs> to, um, to Van Oydong. So I'm out there and then headlines. The only thing I could understand on the TV was Eurosport. And it come up, news flash on Eurosport that Van Oudert's gonna strike. I was pissing myself. <laughs> Did you speak to him? Yeah, yeah, I spoke to him a couple of times. He's only gonna fucking. He's only gonna. Exactly, exactly. He's only gonna do it. So I read Pierre. I said, Pierre, get yourself back. Fuck you. You're the cause of it. You're the cause of it. You caused it. Why didn't you just say no? Why didn't you just say, Pierre? If they don't want me, I go somewhere that wants so you. So your your thing where if the club's accepted the bid, they don't want me. They don't want you. Fair enough. You must have been on cloud nine at this point because you've got 40,000 people at airport and you've got Pierre Van Oydel, who's an right. incredible player, saying, I'm not playing it. I'm not playing if Kevin Campbell's like, not playing. You're like his like toys at it. If you're not playing, I'm, I'm not, not playing. playing. Hey, by the way, his ball hey, hey, it's a partnership. You're fucking right you should say that. What are you talking about? No, I was buzzing, but I wasn't buzzing that Pierre never went back because I don't, I never want harm to come to the club, my old yeah. clubs that I've, I've played yeah, for. Yeah. 
But we're going to get into loads of stuff up Turkey in the next one because it will make your eyes open, man. It opened my eyes to football and a culture that's different to ours. It's respectful. Obviously, I'm respectful to it, but it just opened my eyes for football because I never know stuff like this. It happened, it happened in football. You know what I mean? It was it was crazy. Gordon Milne and uh, Ian, Ian Wilson was was um, manager and assistant manager there at Trabzon Sport. Yeah. Was so that they, did that play a part? Obviously, having an English manager and uh, not really, not really. You know, they wanted me. I'd, if there was no English guys there, maybe it might have played a part. But but the fact that they were so, yeah. you know, so I had somebody to talk to and stuff. So do you know, Forest have accepted the bid. What what did you can you give me? What how much they paid? That who, how much who paid? How much the Turkish team paid for me? Yeah, I, I think they paid three and a half million. So. Did you? Would somebody in England have paid three and a half million for you? I, I don't know. I, I, so, I know so, where you're going. So do you think that I went to? You like? Are you talking you about said, that? You could have said, "I'm not going to Turkey. I'll go to." Are you talking about that? Crystal in, Palace. Yeah. It's within your best interest. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. If I'd have come on the market, there would have been other clubs in England. So what I'm what I'm getting at I, is I know this, exactly where you're going. What I'm getting is when you got to Turkey, you were just fucking blown away by it. Well, when I, for me, it was it's always the challenge. Hmm. So say it, if Newcastle offer the exact same money. Well, it's funny you mention Newcastle. Um, when Kenny Dalglish was there, um, he wanted to he wanted to sign me from Forest, but it never quite materialised. So, so I knew there was there would be interest yeah. in England, but no England. Mm. Played in England all my life. Yeah. I wanted that challenge of: could I go to a new country? Could I adapt? Could I get out of comfort zone? Were you were you married and kids? Yeah, I, I, I didn't have kids. I, I was married. Just got married at the time. Right. And it was it was new. You know, it was something different. So did you did you did your wife? Was she she, she commuted? Right. She commuted so back she and didn't forth. Just, she didn't go fucking all in. She, she... Well, it was weird because she used to get followed. And it was weird, you know. She, it in was, Turkey? In Turkey, she used to get followed, camera crew, hiding in bushes, following her. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> man. Honestly, you, you wouldn't bushes. believe. And at, at the time, she, you know, she, she, she wore a toll ring and stuff like that. And they zeroed in on that. That became a big thing in the, w between the women in Turkey. We're having a toe ring on and stuff. So she was a bit of a celebrity then. So, oh my God, it was like, we're talking. Well, you imagine if four pages have to be filled up in the in the tabloids, what is the... Going to get the tour the, rings. What is, the, what is the TV shows like? The TV shows covering football like you wouldn't believe. It's religion there, mate. Football is religion there. And that, that for me, really made me understand this... Beautiful game of football, man, is crosses cultures. So, it's so big. It is such a big deal being able to play football. Mrs. Mrs. Campbell and, and, and been to the spa today. She's got, <laughs> yeah. she got yeah, two she baguettes, is. cheese and ham. Yeah. I, think, I think they're having ham and cheese sandwiches for tea tonight. No, no, no ham, mate. No ham. <laughs> you should have capitalised on it. You could no have had your own but, uh, no, Campbell yeah, but fragrance but it was, in Turkey. It, 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 was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. No, it was wow. unbelievable. <laughs> on the next one, I would tell you some of the stuff that got done because of 
exploits and goal scoring and all that and it was like it blow, it'll blow you away you will say no chance honestly the, the listeners will go no way but I'm telling you <laughs> I, way, way, yeah. way 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 <laughs> well I've got to leave you wanting I've got to leave you wanting no oh, brilliant that mate cheers mate yeah thank you very much I, I, for coming I can't wait for next one. No. <laughs> no, yeah no thanks for having me on and listen like I said I do listen to your your pods I do and uh, he doesn't believe you. I, know, I, I do. I no, he does now. Do, he does now. He does now. And I'll still be an avid follower of your what you do, guys. So hopefully Thought, next man. time you could get me on and we could finish this. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, mate, we've got fucking Turkey, Everton, Everton yeah. West Brom, West Brom. Fuck, we might be a fucking Cardiff. Three. It might be yeah. a fuck. Hey, I know I've had a bad well, time there. Well, me. listen, it might be it a is. three fucking parts of this. Yeah. You, might you never know. We've got plenty to cover. <laughs> Turkey and Everton is a lot of work. <laughs> We've got a lot of work to cover. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, yeah, cheers, cheers. Hey, See you soon. Thank you very much, guys. See you God soon. bless. Cheers. <laughs>Deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.